Hello, this is Grant Francis, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Grant Francis Does a Podcast. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, and get Grant Francis UK in your feeds. Today, I'm joined by the brilliant director, choreographer, and performer, Darren Lee, whose CV includes Shogun, The Musical, Miss Saigon, Victor Victoria, Guys and Dolls, On the Town, Chicago, Kiss Me Kate, Thoroughly Modern Millie, Allegiance, and many, many more. He's been on television, in feature films, and is most recently to be found performing on stage across the UK in a brand new adaptation of Rodgers and Hammerstein's The King and I. Darren, where did it all begin for you? When was that spark ignited? Uh, I think in I, musical theater, at least, I discovered in high school. I went to see my my first musical when I was a freshman in high school. It was actually at um, a, a local high school that was very close to mine. And I actually transferred high school so that I could go to that school so I could be part of the theater program. And that's where I got the bug for theater. And it all kind of snowballed from there because you were on the Disney Channel. And there are so many famous people that have, that have come up through the Disney route. Definitely a good opportunity. It's a, it's a wonderful place to get to um, uh, have exposure and to try to be um, a singer and a dancer. Um, you know, I think uh, being a young performer can sometimes go anyway. And so it just depends on if you have a good head on your shoulders. And, um, you know, if you're disciplined, then you're able to sort of take the benefits of it without sort of the pitfalls. What's been that moment that you've gone, oh my God, I've worked with that person. I can't believe I've done this. Or <laughs> that that moment when you think, wow, I've achieved Broadway. Where, where was that moment for you? Well, well uh, I was very uh, fortunate that my senior year in high school, um, it was actually, it's telltale because we there's just this new release of the Little Mermaid film. Well, when the original animated film came out in 1990, I was able to be a dancer on the Academy Awards and Paulo Abdul was the choreographer. And so I did a dance to Under the Sea. And so I, at that time, I really felt like, oh, I'm 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 I, I've made it. I'm working with, you know, one of one of the most popular artists of the time. And I get to do choreography that I'm really excited about. And also that year or that summer, I um, was cast in my first Broadway show and I moved to New York City. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to perform in 11 Broadway shows since then. Another great standout is that I was able to be in the Broadway production of Chicago. I was also able to do the national tour, as well as the Vegas company with Cheetah Vera, Cheetah Rivera and Ben Vereen, and also the feature film with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Renee Zellweger. Is there a difference between American audiences versus the British audience? Um, I, I mean, I don't think that there's a particular difference or not one that I can tell. I think they're... They, they, everyone has been warm and inviting. Um, the, you know, there, there, I think are differences from from town to town in the UK. As, as, as I think that um, probably people from the UK would think that that personalities are different or the accent is harder to understand in certain cities. Well, I think the audiences sort of take on those traits. Some of them are are much louder. Some of them enjoy. Um, more alcohol before the show and some of them stand up and applaud right away and different so they're all very different you're on tour across the uk with the king and i and you're coming to the mayflower theater on the 13th of june tell me about the show it's you know rogers and hammerstein it's big it's wonderful it's fabulous but every imagination of a show is slightly different yeah the king and i is one of the um classic musicals it is has one of the most gorgeous scores that you will ever hear it has a very very engaging story um has extremely beautiful scenery lavish sets um and it tells the story of 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 um 
of, of friendship, basically a friendship between the ruler of a country who is afraid that his his country is going to get swallowed up by larger country, countries. And so he's forced to reach outside of his comfort zone to um, a British school teacher to sort of see if he can survive in the modern world. And and anytime I think that we reach out of our comfort zone, we are um, challenged to analyze our the way that we run our, our lives and the way that we interact with each other. Um, and so it brings on um, ultimately something I think that is very beautiful and wonderful, but change is always something that is, is difficult at first. Um, but if you embrace it, I think it is the way to move forward you know, into the future. What makes this performance different to the last tour? Well, the, the, the last tour was pre-COVID. Um, and so even doing the same show after um, a, a period of time in which we were not able to perform, we were not able to sing to one another, we were not able to have live theater, I think that we all appreciate it a lot more. I know that every time that I step out on stage and I feel like that every time that the audience is um, are able to leap to their feet at the end, that they really are um, thankful that they're able to have that experience again. How was COVID for you? I know it's one of those old questions now, but how did you make it through those terrible months of not being able to do anything? I, I guess you're in the US, which was slightly different for you than, than us. Yes, I was in the US. Um, it, it was hard. I think it was hard, just like it was for everyone else. I think what what was particularly difficult, at least I think for people in my industry or the live theater industry, was that a lot of businesses and a lot of jobs were able to continue in some remote fashion. And live theater simply cannot exist in that way. And so there were really, of course, some very difficult times where you think that that is never going to come back, or that you realize that you rely on that, um, you know, for, for your livelihood. And so it was both challenging. It was also a time, of course, to develop other things um, like teaching um, remotely or coaching. And it was interesting because I was coaching some musical theater students who had never, were never ever able to to have an in-person dance lesson. And so I was teaching people how to dance for the very first time over Zoom. And that's just incredible as well as scary but you know they've developed a skill set i think that they'll be able to carry forward um, in ways that other people have not been able to develop so um it was both challenging and in some ways i think we are you know all um uh have grown from it the show is in incredibly lavish and there's beautiful sets and there's there's this, all of this fabulous um choreography and uh, the arrangements are beautiful in the show but the underlying story is of a country um being oppressed. That kind of rings true with what's going on in the world today, doesn't it? I think so. I think that the the um that there's a lot of relevance in the story. And I think it's relevant today because I think that world leaders who are holding on to power and are resistant to change are actually not serving the people because the people require that their that their that their country is relevant with the rest of the world. And so that's always a very challenging thing, especially in an authoritarian society. You play the king. How is it to be the boss on stage and wield all of that power? <laughs> it's great. I, I definitely enjoy it. I think that the role of the king, uh, growing up as an Asian American performer, I think it's one that I always knew existed. Um, it was a role that I thought that, oh, maybe my skill set and the opportunity will have I will have to be able to play this role. And so I really appreciate um, being able to inhabit it. And it's an honor every night. And I 
I, I, I love going out on stage and sort of sharing, sharing um, the performance and sort of seeing what the audience is going to give back. You're being quite humble about it. Was this the dream role for you on stage? Uh, it's definitely one of them. I think that, yeah, I, it's definitely one of them. You know, um, they don't write a lot of roles like this, um, and especially for an Asian performer. And so it is um, It is definitely up there for sure. There's only a few shows out there specifically for um, Asian performers. And of course, we're thinking Miss Saigon, which is another classic uh, that's been to the Mayflower Theatre on, you know, loads of, uh, of occasions. Uh, but yes. to have that 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 iconic role of the king in the King and I, it must it must have been a moment when you when you, when you saw that letter, that email, that phone call that came through to say, <laughs> "Hey, Darren, how'd you fancy doing this?" Uh, I was definitely grateful. It was definitely sort of felt like um, a certain amount of validation and and sort of um, uh, a high point in a career that has sort of been working towards something like this. I can tell you for sure that my parents were definitely pleased. <laughs> What have you taken for yourself from this performance? I'm not talking about pinching a prop from backstage or, you know, one of the costumes, but but internally, what what have you gained through this particular show? I I've gained a lot of appreciation for the um for what I get to do. I get to go out there every night and have a fresh experience. I get to sort of have this opportunity that if I know the lines well enough, to be able to just live within this person, to be able to react, to be able to not have the performance become stale. Um, the great thing about live theater is you can you have another shot each performance to make it better and better and to improve upon what you've done before. When you do a film, um, you don't have that opportunity. Your performance is captured at a certain point in time, at a certain age and everything, and a certain style. Uh, live theater is very different and vibrant, and I sh- I'm super appreciative of it, and I've learned that, that, that I really enjoy it. What would you say to somebody that's in two minds about coming to see the performance at the Mayflower Theatre? Oh, I say absolutely come. I think that The King and I is an amazing show. I think that it will surprise you. I think that any preconceived idea that you have of it is um, uh, is is it, it'll it'll far uh, exceed that. And I think that if you uh, can bring your mother, then she will be so pleased <laughs> at, 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 at having done that. I mean, Rogers and Amstein are considered some of the um, the older writers of of Broadway and of stage shows, aren't they? So there may be that misconception that it's it's a little bit old-fashioned to go and see The King and I, but that's certainly not the case, is it? I don't think so. I think that the songs are extremely fresh, extremely relevant, and the thing about these classic songs is that they have worked their way into pop culture. Whenever I feel afraid, I hold my head erect and whistle a happy tune so no one will suspect I'm afraid. And so I think that you'll be surprised that you know a song from a commercial or from a television show or from a contemporary movie that you had no idea was actually part of The King and I. And I think that that's that's really true to these classic musicals. Well, I'm looking forward to going and seeing it. It's on stage at the Mayflower Theatre from the 13th of June, 2023. Darren, it's been absolutely lovely to have you with us today. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Please like, follow and subscribe for more exclusive content and get Grant Francis UK in all of your social feeds. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.